0: yo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in to a remote version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me is Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. You're back happy boxing day sean happy boxing day uh do you celebrate boxing day very proudly is this a, a very big holiday in your home uh, i mean
1: i think i did it unintentionally because i put away a bunch of boxes today so there you go it's you uh, go. It,
0: it's 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 doing it's doing the holiday without even knowing it congratulations uh, i'm actually taking uh, boxing classes uh later tonight so you know i'm, I'm celebrating it in wow. a completely different way your gym's uh, open
1: that's surprising
0: Uh, I'm not actually going to a gym. I was just being a jerk. Um,
1: You're doing it in a back alley somewhere. Yes.
0: It's a, it's, it's a lower level thing. You're not supposed to talk about it. I was going to say,
1: Sean, first rule, come on. (laughs) Uh,
0: And we do see some people already jump joining us in the chat. uh, As you can see in the pinned comment, uh, we're less than 100 subscribers away from 23,000. So help us reach our Jordan number uh, before the new year. So make sure you're piling in. If you're a new listener, uh, make sure you're subscribing to the CHGO sports YouTube channel. Why Why are we
1: calling it the Jordan number? Why aren't we calling it the, uh, the Robin Ventura number, the Robin Ventura number or the Mark Tian number. We should be calling it that.
0: (laughs) It's the herb number at this point. Uh, again herb said it uh at the end of our podcast only uh podcast yesterday uh the posted this morning uh he is going to be out this week uh he has a death in his family his grandmother passed away uh at the age of i think 89 uh so a very long life that they are celebrating uh this week and uh herb will be out uh with his family uh makes sense and uh, we wish them all the best we'll be thinking of them uh i re-listened to the quiz though you wiped herb completely uh in that in that quiz should we do the bidding did you like the bidding did you not like the bidding looking back i know it was like four days ago at this point but i mean what, what, what do we think of version two the bidding what do you mean the bidding remember when we did the first version of that quiz oh, yeah yeah the yeah. bid i mean what, what do you think I like about that. the two I okay like
1: that because <clears throat> there was there you get to octavio dotel and it's like come on
0: <laughs> so like but if like it was a little mean someone
1: there. could reasonably have come up with six yeah. right so it's like all right, let's, let's do six kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think the bidding adds something to it, especially once you get into the later the later rounds and it's just madness, you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: When I'm being a jerk and putting record breakers in <laughs> Edwin Jackson who has 14 teams played with. All right, uh, you know, hey, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll live, we'll learn, and we'll uh, readjust. Uh, today is going to be a Mailbag Monday. Uh, no rules on this one. We'll just be opening up your questions and answering them. Uh, we do want to send another wish out to uh, KPW. You mentioned Boxing Day, um, and he is Canadian. And they celebrate Boxing Day up there. So uh, happy Boxing Day. Uh, And what's up to Alex, Ken, Nameless JT. He's nameless. Yet I I would say that if he had, I would call him JT. I I feel pretty confident in calling Nameless JT JT. Anyways, uh, we'll jump in first uh, to a non-White Sox question. uh, But it's the Carlos Correa rumors. Uh, John Heyman recently reported uh, that the... Talks will resume. Now the holidays have died down, uh, but there were recent reports right around that Friday date uh, when we recorded that quiz that the Mets are now getting a little bit worried about Carlos Correa's uh, uh, medicals here. What do you make of this whole saga? It's someone's trying to sign him for $300 million, but nobody likes his medicals. I mean, what do you make of this? The first thing that
1: comes to my mind is what are what are the tw- what is the Twins' opinion on all of this? Because the Twins signed him to a very lucrative contract. Now, obviously, it wasn't for nearly as long mm. as uh, either the Giants or the Mets uh, have attempted to sign Carlos Correa for. Um, and I think I did read uh, some Athletic piece that was talking about the Twins and um, you know saying that had Correa accepted their offer this year, they would have maybe gone about the physical a little differently or something like that. Uh, you know, just because again, the time frame of the contract is much different this time around than what they were than what they gave him last off season. Um, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what the twins think uh, what's going on with all of this, because they gave him a physical last winner and we didn't hear a peep about it um maybe that's just uh you know uh, them keeping keeping their lips a little tighter up there uh you know they you have to in minnesota they get frozen shut but uh the the thing yeah the thing that, that comes to my mind is that this is probably going to get ironed out i don't think you see the mets dive in with the enthusiasm that they did uh you know steve cohen talking about it being a done deal with, with reporters the night that it happened and then go, ah, wait a minute. You know, I think they've got everybody all excited. They've got their, their team all excited. Um, I think this is going to end up with Carlos Correa playing for the Mets. You'd have to imagine. And that's certainly what John Heyman uh, indicated when he, when he reported to earlier today. Uh, But uh, man, Wild stuff, and and uh, this is something that happened in 2014. So this is an right. eight-year-old procedure that teams are now questioning, and and you just wonder what could go wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of people far more expert than I am in in the anatomy of the human body that could that could answer that question. But um for for something to be a, a pretty big red flag for both of these teams, like oh yeah, sure, no problem, three hundred million dollars, you got it. Now wait a minute though, there's this thing that happened to you eight years ago. We're we're, right. we're we're not so certain. I mean, you know, it's it's just weird. We haven't seen something like this. I mean, we were all uh, dumbfounded, uh, you know, comparing it to uh, DeAndre Jordan getting locked in his house, when, you know, when we were talking about this the first time it happened. But uh, it just continues to, to be dramatic.
0: Yeah, I think Steve Cohen doesn't want it to – be as dramatic as Carlos Correa getting ready for the press conference and then them calling it off. Right. Uh, They've already seen Carlos Correa being signed go poorly uh, at one moment. I don't really think they want to rerun that playbook. Uh, Some of the things that I saw, it was like, maybe the front office has their concerns, but I think Steve Cohen doesn't care. I mean, Steve Cohen, it's, you know, 300 million that he seemed pretty intent on spending. So I don't really think anything uh, is going to pop up on that medical. That's actually going to allow him to not be in New York. Like you're saying, Uh, but yeah, the, The medical stuff is just crazy. I've seen so many different theories. Uh, Some people saying like his Achilles might be a a ticking time bomb. Uh, I saw a TikTok video where the guy was uh, diagnosing how he was throwing and how his base was not aligned, how his base was going in and not like one fluid motion going you know kind of completing your throwing motion it was kind of locking himself in and that's why people were having those concerns but you brought up the twins the twins clearly uh, cleared them last year as you said for a three-year deal and then they made an offer of 285 this year this um, year and there was the reports too that the twins didn't even budge off that number once the Giants thing happened right they didn't move off that 285 number so it seems like the twins are good enough to make them that offer. And it doesn't seem like they're really afraid to, to come off that offer. If the Mets don't end up signing Korea, I do think that the twins probably would be fine rolling out that 285. So I do wonder, you know, is it because of the small market and it's just risk reward because, you know, the Mets have the money to burn, but Minnesota it's a little bit more tight up there with those pockets. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's such a baffling scenario. I don't see it playing out any further than this seems like he's going to be a Met, but uh yeah, I, I do think the twins seem at least confident enough to give him at least near to $300 million. So I, I think that the Mets really won't back off that number.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, again, like you said, Steve Cohen uh, has basically said that it's a done deal. So um, what would change that? Uh, you know, I, I, I think these teams All have similar assessment plans and, you know, maybe the twins uh, would would reconsider or or do do their physical evaluation a little differently because of the length of the contract. But uh, again, I would be interested to hear the twins opinion almost more than the Giants or the Mets at this point and be like, what's going on here? What what was what's what's changed in a year uh, from a procedure that the guy had eight years ago? So we'll see.
0: Yeah, Alex in the chat saying, uh "Your guy Dan Hayes said they always expected it to be a one-year deal, uh, and that the physical showed that he's going to fall off a cliff fast and lose a lot of his speed, and mobility. Hey, if you're playing third base, you need you don't need as much speed and mobility uh, as you had at shortstop. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think you know time will tell uh, whether he blows up his Achilles or not. But Stephen, we got some mailbag questions from our CHGO die, diehards. If you do want to become a diehard, head over to allchgo.com and become a member when you do sign up." You do get a free T-shirt, a membership card as well, uh, and you get the ability to join our CHGO Discord where all of these lovely people asked us questions. And uh, let's start first with the second base question uh, here, Stephen. I believe this one's coming from our guy, Sam. uh, And Sam saying, if potentially uh, through midway spring training, it looks like the internal options that addressing second base isn't going to pan out, will the front office look to free agency to finally... Upgrade. Uh thank you, Sam, for the question. And we do currently have a poll running on the YouTube stream here. Which eternal option would you rather have start the season at second base? Romy Gonzalez, lenin Sosa, or Lieri Garcia. So let's start there first um and see if it's even possible that you know they'll make it to spring training without adding uh to this pool. So out of those three, Romy Gonzalez, you even said yulbert snapped uh, Sanchez got snubbed, so we can add him to the discussion as well. Uh San- Sanchez, Lieri Garcia. Lenin Sosa, Romy Gonzalez, who do you think right now is the leader, even though we're about 60 days out from spring training?
1: Yeah, I think the leader is uh, might be the field. But, uh, you know, if if opening day was tomorrow uh, I and, you know, they had no spring training before taking the field, I think you. I'd probably lean toward Romy Gonzalez just because um, he was impressive at the end of last season in terms of, impre- you know, it's a it's a lower bar to clear. Impressive for uh, the internal options that the White Sox have, but among that group, certainly he was more impressive than Lauri was last year. Even though I think they're pretty confident that you know what they've got in Lauri Garcia in a uh, you know a, a regular year, Lauri Garcia will say. Um, but yeah, I think that to answer that very specific question, yeah, if there this could very well be the situation where. They were exactly last year where they're in spring training and they've got a handful of guys that maybe aren't the most um, appealing in terms of knowing what you're going to get. Right, We keep talking about certainty and and, and wanting some certainty at every position uh, when you're going into a season, when you're going to be trying to compete for a World Series, which the White Sox are going to be doing. So um, the idea that they would go with the guys that they've got, certainly a possibility, uh, but I would imagine that they would would see a spot for an upgrade if all of us can see it certainly the the guys who are paid to see it can see it uh and and i don't think any of those guys will be the opening day second baseman that would be my prediction right now but um it also sounds like uh that could be a a spring training competition right a position battle you know we've got uh, they've got larry garcia they've got Romy gonzalez and they've got this small group of young guys, be it mm-hmm. uh, Lenin Sosa, Yobert Sanchez, or guys who are uh, a little bit highly rated on the prospect front, even like a Jose Rodriguez. You know, these are all guys that might show up to spring training and, and they say, all right, it's out there. Go take it. Um, you've seen some position battles in the recent past, whether it be for something as, you know, uh, less glamorous as a backup catching spot or uh, when uh, Carlos Rodon and, and Reynaldo Lopez were going at it for the fifth starter job. So uh, it, it isn't, It isn't, uh, uh, you know, out of the realm of possibility suggest that they could use one of these guys. But um, I would think that they would like some certainty, let alone that they've, uh, you know, had their eye on upgrading all of these areas all over the roster. uh, And they still kind of need to do that. Obviously, uh, you know, they'll they'll lean on a bunch of uh, improvement from the guys that are already there. But uh, I, I think you'll probably see an addition very similar to the one they made last year, like with Josh Harrison.
0: Yeah, I agree that I would take the field at this point. We are still 60 days out, and the top free agent, at least in that market, Gene Segura, is still available. So I really don't know if the second base base market has been tapped. Uh, David Cole asking where Segura is going to end up, I'm not really sure. Uh, if the White Sox are interested, we haven't heard a ton about that, but also the White Sox like working in secret. So our secrecy, like we didn't hear a ton about Benintendi. Uh, there started to be a little bit more uh murmurs once we like the week leading up to it. Uh, but nothing truly. I mean, the closest thing we got was Cap saying, uh, I know that they're close to a deal with the left fielder, uh, Joey Gallo like, and it was it didn't even end up being Joey Gallo. So, uh, I'm not sure if they're interested in Segura, but it wouldn't shock me if they end up signing him. Uh, I would take the field. It does seem like there's certainty in Leary Garcia being on the roster. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the opening second day, uh, open second opening day, second baseman, uh, but definitely will be on the the roster. Their ideal roster has him as this roaming position where he's able to play second base, the infield uh, and the outfield as well. So uh, Leary's spot seems pretty certain. I do think that it's possible though, that like Jose Rodriguez or Brian Ramos possibly wins some competition at spring training. They're on the 40 man roster I don't think Gilbert Sanchez is that impressive. I think we would have seen more of him if he was that impressive uh, last year. I don't know if Lenin Sosa is the guy. Um, they didn't really give him a ton of run when he was up here. So it seems like they re- like Romy Gonzalez a little bit more. He's played like 42 games, uh, which is, I think, about 30 more than Lenin Sosa saw. So I would say it probably goes Liuri, Romy. Lenin and then kind of those younger guys, if we're having to power rank them. Uh, but yeah, the field makes a lot of sense Uh because they spent what 15 million on Ben that said that was, you know, about their budget this year, but I could see them going over it for 5 million right. to yep. make that signing. Um, You know, Josh Harrison didn't work out, but that doesn't mean you can't try to address that position again. Um, I just don't think it's going to be through free agency. We heard Rick talk so much about the trades and we haven't seen anything you know, of substance yet. Obviously there was the, the trait of the 40 man roster spots of uh, Gregory Santos, the reliever from uh, San Francisco, but nothing major. I don't think that's what Rickon was signaling when he was talking about trades was Gregory Santos. Yeah. And, and guys,
1: I, I know you like Elvis Andres, yeah, but the guy, the guy's a shortstop and he's going to get a job to go play shortstop somewhere. So I, I don't see that. Minnesota. Maybe, right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is all just, you know, wherever Carlos Correa lands, Then finally, Elvis Andres can side. But no, I I just I don't think that he I don't think that he is going to have such a dearth of options that his best option is going to be to go play a position he's never played before. And I understand that, you know, money talks. And if the White Sox wanted him to be their second baseman and they wanted to give him more money than anybody will give him to be a shortstop, they could do that. But um, listen, I think uh, he's looking for a starting shortstop job. And I think there's probably a pretty good chance that he gets one.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, I think the longer this market plays out and Elvis Andres is unsigned and the White Sox haven't signed a second baseman, then I think the later we get to spring training, then maybe that option is possible. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't have a, sh- a shortstop job waiting for him. Uh, but I do think once this Correa stuff is settled, I mean, Atlanta needs a, sh- a shortstop. Uh, I know the Dodgers are still possibly interested because they missed out on one of the top four uh, we know that the twins obviously losing Carlos Correa will be interested. So there's definitely teams that are competitive um, that will definitely be needing a, a shortstop. So, yeah, I, I think Elvis is, is probably long gone. Um, but that's the thing. I think we can have. Uh, why don't we go to the next question? I think it's about Colson here, because maybe this is the piece that ends up getting traded. That's the big part uh, to bring in the second baseman. It seems like that's the only need they have left. Uh, but this is from G.A. Ross 18 saying, who will the Sox get when they trade Montgomery. I don't know if it's sure and certain that they're going to be trading Colson Montgomery, but like Riconda said, uh, they're open to anything. Uh, I think, you know, if they get blown away from an offer, we were going through all those second base options. Like if Jake Cronenworth, you can get Jake Cronenworth or Colson Montgomery. Do they just do it? Um, if you can get Brandon Lau for just Colson Montgomery, do you just bite that bullet and do it? Because those guys have a decent amount of control. Um, I think if it's just a one for one trade, I don't know if they're going to completely rule that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they'll listen on everything. I think probably uh, every uh, permutation of a potential trade has been you know, written on a whiteboard somewhere at Guaranteed Rate Field and, and been discussed uh, amongst the members of the front office. But I, I think these, there are a few things. Second base, obviously, is a position that even at the major league level is typically light on offense, or, or I should say league-wide, light on really impact guys, right? Really big-name guys. Um, it, are you trading... Your number one prospect in your organization for a middling second baseman, uh, you know, is, is that a is that a good trade for for the White Sox uh, or, or or any team, right? Um, well, do you
0: trade what? Well, can I bring up uh, the recent trade we just saw for the Blue Jays in Diamondbacks, where we did see a top prospect from the Blue Jays go over, and congrats to KPW. Uh, now the Toronto Blue Jays get Dalton Varsho, uh, a multi-asseted uh, outfielder, you know, worth about four to six war, can play catcher, can play great defense in the outfield, provides a little bit of power from the left-handed side. And then uh, Montero, uh, right? Was it Montero, or is it uh, Gabrielle... Um, I want to be Mariano, Gabriel right? Moreno. More, Moreno. thank you. Uh, Gabriel Moreno, uh, top prospect, catching prospect for for the Blue Jays. Steven, just
1: just Stephen with a drive by in the middle of this podcast. Producer, he's, he's producing here. That's all.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, he, his clock started already, and then they also added in uh, Lourdes Gurriel uh, Jr. in there as well. So I mean, we have seen a top prospect get moved, and it was for a guy who, if the White Sox traded for a second baseman worth four or six more, I think people would be happy.
1: Sure. I, I, again, this is, it's just, you know, you've got to, you've got to manage these things and like, cause right now it seems like any second baseman would be an upgrade over what they got currently, but is any second baseman, you know, any run of the mill second baseman going to be on even level uh, value with the guy who's the top prospect in your organization and, and, uh, There's probably a bunch of different you could go through 30 different guys So everybody that plays in in Major League Baseball as a starting second baseman and probably come up with a bunch of different answers. So, um, you know, they've they've got to weigh that. And then also we've talked about the future, too. Right. I mean, this is uh, Rick Hans thing that he's been saying all along is that this is not a one year deal or a two year deal. This is something where they are trying to build to keep it going uh, for a very long time getting minor league talent is an extraordinarily big part of that. If you look to a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers or a team like the Houston Astros that keeps on competing every single year, um, you know, uh, are the white Sox doing a good enough job of that? Who knows, but they got one guy that's for sure. They got one guy. That's really highly rated. So uh, you know, th- th- that, might want, that might force them uh, to, to, to stick with him a little bit more than some of their other guys, even, even their, three, four, five guys in their organization because Montgomery is so well thought of uh, uh, around the
0: league. I guess I just get so worried being a Sox fan where you look back at the first round picks and there's Nick Madrigal gone, Zach Birdie gone, Zach Collins gone, Carson Fulmer gone, Carlos Rodan gone, uh, you know, and and everybody in front of Tim, Tim Anderson basically traded at some point, uh, even up to Chris Sale in the first round. So I don't know if they really like a guy at second base. I I, I I wouldn't be shocked if a Montgomery deal is done, but I think it would have to be, again, exactly the right circumstances here uh, for them to fill that hole properly. We got more diehard messages coming up, uh, and I do see Matt from Oklahoma saying Merry Christmas, Sean and Vinny, and all happy holidays, everyone. Hope it was a good one. Uh, I know that if you uh, – Yeah, I knew if you uh, were getting some shady rays on Christmas, you probably had a really good holiday. Uh, Probably two new pairs uh, if your person used the right code, but they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change it. You don't have to break this bank. You don't have to break the bank this you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at shady rays have you covered shady rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. I love the two pairs that I have from shady rays. They are easily the best, um, sunglasses that I have ever, I was going to say shades, uh, shades I've ever owned. And even, uh, with the strong protection program that they have, where if you break them on day one, they will replace them with no questions asked. They still manage to make quality that I can tell when holding them in my hands. They feel very durable. They feel built to last. Uh, like I won't break them very easily. Like all the $5 sunglasses, uh, that I usually am buying and shady race customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five star reviews and they stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem. Problem with their product. They will throw out profit and do what it takes to get it right. They offer free returns in exchange. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. And we also got to let you know about game time. If you are looking to go to a sporting event, a concert, any show coming up, game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals uh, to these events. Uh, obviously, if you were going to the Bears-Bills uh, game uh, this past Saturday, the ticket deal that you got from game time, probably really hot. The seats that you were sitting in, probably freezing cold. But hey, you made the choice to go out to the Bears-Bills game. You could also go to a Bulls-Blackhawks games. Those games are inside, uh, but no matter your choice, you will be getting the best deal possible. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. Again, you won't find a better deal this season on Bulls, Blackhawks or Bears tickets because game time was created by the fans for the fans and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you love CHGO then you love game time, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. And you can join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, before we jump into the questions, I, I think we should probably announce a guest list uh, for this upcoming week. Uh, let people know what's coming up. Uh, since Herb is not going to be here, Vinny said, "You know, why don't I make some calls? Why don't I, I, I ask we around?" We need some reinforcements. We need some reinforcements, and uh, we'll be back in the office tomorrow. So why not, when we're in the studio, have a couple people on? So tomorrow, we're going to have James Fegan of the Athletic on. Going to be very excited to talk to him. It's um, going to just
1: be like sitting, uh, sitting in the press box at Guaranteed Right Field, and me and him making a bunch of ridiculous
0: comments that no one else understands. It'll be like Michael Scott, and it's. I'll be like, I can't wait to be a part of your guys' inside jokes <laughs> one day. Uh, you know, it's going to be great to see an insight into what the press box is like, uh, and I'm excited to talk World Baseball Classic too. Um, we just talked to Lance Lynn. Uh, about the World Baseball Classic, and then I just saw uh, Daryl post about how Cuba players have now gotten uh, the okay to uh, participate in the World Baseball Classic. So hey, Jose everybody, was, everybody loved the World
1: Cup so much. Now you're gonna get your <laughs> dose of international baseball to go right along with it, right in the middle of spring training.
0: Could you imagine a team with Jose Abreu, Yoan Moncada, and Luis Robert on it? Wow. Wow. What, what star power. Um, did you, I have a question for you. Cause I, I noticed this very recently. Uh, I was perusing Luis Roberts fan graphs and baseball and we'll get back to the guest list, uh, in just a second, but I was perusing, uh, Luis Roberts fan graphs. When did you, become... that's what
1: one does on, on, the, when they've got, on the merriest day of the year,
0: happy holidays. Um, when did he become junior obviously at his birth but like Mm. when did he add Luis robert jr to his i i did not know of a junior yeah i'll be honest maybe i'm
1: not looking at my media guide closely enough but
0: yeah (laughs) we'll have to examine that with james i know when when he added that to his name maybe uh,
1: you maybe you can only maybe that was a part of the condition of getting the butterfly sanctuary
0: he had to respect his dad and and (laughs) his dad's name It's not it's not a thing for a real estate agent to put into a a lease Uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow. uh, On Wednesday, then we'll have Mike Rankin on uh, from Future Sox. Going to talk some future White Sox, hopefully uh, with him, some Oscar Colas, some Colson Montgomery and uh, pick his brain on some uh, big leaguers as well. I know he's got some uh, Garrett Crochet insight as well. Uh, And then on Thursday, we'll rewrap or uh, kind of uh, relook back on 2022. It's our last show of the year. Our last show of the year with our guy, Chuck. Our Chuck, Yes. our Chuck. Look at that, Chuck Garfine uh, from NBC Sports Chicago will be joining us on Thursday. So we have a uh, loaded week, even though uh, Herb will not be around. Uh, so uh, thank you, Herb. Uh, we'll we'll try to fill your spot uh, justly or, or or efficiently, efficiently, whatever. Let's move on to the questions. People type up questions, and that, that oh hey, uh, stupid donkey. Thanks for the uh, the chat there, almost 23,000 subscribers. Uh, make sure uh, to hit that subscribe button if you are new here. Um, let's go to the next question here, Steven, please save me. Um <laughs> Next question is going to be from Will the Scout. Uh, what's your favorite minor league team outside the White Sox organization? I did put some uh, listed names together. I know you probably have a couple uh, from, you know, covering minor league baseball, covering the Royals, covering the White Sox. So what, what team names at least stick out to you or what minor league teams have you uh, grown fond of?
1: Well, I think I've mentioned it here before. I grew up in uh, my hometown is the home of the Kane County Cougars. And uh, I was a uh, a employee at the stadium in the uh, first in the concession stands and then in the souvenir stores uh, for many years uh, during my uh, time as a high school and college student. So uh, and before that, obviously, we were season ticket holders. Uh, We got to see all the uh, all the great uh, future Marlins go through uh, uh, Kane County there Uh, that first really both of those of their world series teams was all guys who came through there and who we saw play. Um, I was there the night Charles Johnson's Jersey was retired at, uh, at what was then known as Philip B. Elstrom stadium. So uh, (laughs) many, 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 many hours spent either watching baseball or working, uh, uh at the uh, Cougars, of course, now they're no longer part of officially part of major league baseball. They were part of the contraction, uh, you know, that happened, uh, a couple seasons ago, but,
0: um, uh, certainly the w-
1: main minor league team of, of my uh, entire life.
0: Certainly. Well, yeah, I, I, we were talking about Southpaw going to weddings and I have a feeling if Ozzy T Cougars showed up to your wedding, I don't think you would have been that upset. He was invited. He didn't come. Oh, okay. He was too busy. He, he had a different <laughs> wedding uh, to go to. Um, I, I got two for you. Um, and funny enough, uh, with the holidays coming up, I got hats to go along with it. So uh, wow. first up, we got the uh, Biloxi Shuckers. There uh, you go. You could tell. Great I think, logo. I think that's an oyster. An oyster with a bat. Um, so there we go. We're, we're shucking some oysters here. Um, and, and that's, again, Biloxi, Mississippi. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and this one's Traverse City, Michigan. The cherry spitters. There Look you go. That. They're spitting baseballs, you know, because it's a baseball team.
1: Wow. What a is this your is this the highlight of your Christmas haul, uh, Sean?
0: I think so. Um I'm thinking back. I did get a new water bottle. Um, and now I can't put my headphones back on. Uh <laughs> I did get a new water bottle. Thank you, mom. Uh, and this way when I It's also on,
1: been prominently featured on the podcast.
0: Yes. I'm 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 dehydrated today. Um But this one, when I'm uh, sipping it while we're right next to our nice mics in our studio, uh, it won't make a horrible, horrible, like sucking sound because my old one was broken. It would make a horrible sucking sound. Mm. Uh, What was the highlight of your Christmas?
1: I got a lot of good stuff, but uh, I think I'll go with uh, to stay on brand. I got uh, I got some nice Tom Petty vinyl. So that's uh, that's exciting. Yeah.
0: What what, uh, what records? So they
1: just put out a box set of a uh, string of live shows they had in the Ooh. late nineties. Uh, uh, and so I, I had really, uh, it was just coincidence. I, I had listened to it on the plane ride back from Australia. Um, and it was cause it's like four hours long uh, and it's uh, fantastic, a lot of covers on there. So a lot of, a lot of, they're doing a lot of tunes you don't usually hear them doing. And uh, I woke up on Christmas morning and uh, got it, got it uh, under the tree. So that was very good.
0: There you go. Nice. Yeah, nothing beats a, a live record on vinyl. Uh, you know, the studio stuff's good, but you know, finding those bootlegs of Springsteen or, you know, any anything like that new releases uh, where they're digging back, uh that stuff's great. Uh I got some more ML uh minor league teams. Uh, I would say best uniform, the Salt Lake Bees. Um black and Is yellow striped? Uh no, it's just got it's just yellow and it just says Bees on it. Yeah, um it I don't should know. be striped. It, <laughs> We can always call in, uh, and, and hey, yeah. we know too with minor league teams, I mean, they get real wacky. Uh, we've seen Yasmani Grandall wear a traffic count, uh, down in Charlotte, so um, I think they'd probably uh, be accepting of stripes. Uh, best name, I like uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, they are a Rangers single A affiliate. Where are they? They're down east, that's what they call that part of Maine. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, so uh oh. the yeah, the basically what is the coast of Maine is referred to in Maine as Down East. It's a re- the name of a region. It's in North Carolina.
0: Uh so I don't know what that is then. <laughs> See, it doesn't it make any the sense. Must be what they call
1: that too then. Who knows. Where
0: where is it? It's Down East. All right. Someone someone may know. It's in Maine or North Carolina, uh but they are the wood ducks as well. Um, And then finally, uh, I I just got to have to ask the uh, Boston Red Sox organization if they even tried with any of their team organization or uh, branding, because they're all just the Red Sox. Uh, They have the same uniform. They have the same colors uh, and even the logos. There's only one team that has a real logo. Other than that, they're all letters. There's a W for Wooster. uh, There's a a P for Pawtucket and there's a B for Boston. Right. Hey, boring synergy. Synergy. No, how, how is the, how is the
1: best team name? Not the Jacksonville jumbo shrimp.
0: That's that one's up there too. Uh, uh, Rocket good. city trash pandas is up yeah, there as That well. one's
1: also, yeah. Uh-huh. So they've, there's, there's some good ones out there and I love, I don't know. Are they still doing this for a couple of years in a row? They did every year, very early in the season for, I think it was, I don't know if it was for Latino uh, heritage month or for, it was maybe very specifically Mexican for Mexico to celebrate Mexican culture or something like that. But like, Literally every team in minor league baseball came up with a new hat and usually team name and a new logo. And they would like auction mm. off the hats or something like that, or sell them for a limited time. Some really great ones in there, whether it was the the logo art or the team name or just the bright colors on the hats, uh, really good stuff. Really good stuff.
0: I'm trying to, now that you bring it up. Oh, here it is. All right. Uh, I, I did find one. I was trying to look for all these different, uh, you know, um, jerseys and trying to find which one's the best jersey uh whatever and i did find one of these uh you know uh a twist jerseys and this one's from the lansing lug nuts and they're the lansing locos there you go (laughs) with this with this uh with this crazy bird on the sleeve the bird's my my spirit animal i think here uh just with that tongue out kind of wonky eyes i'm always a fan with a mascot with wonky eyes you can't you can't beat that I
1: like I love I love when they go local, too. So, like, I love a good team name that means something local. Uh, I think all teams should be, have something local about them, uh, you know, in the team name and the logo and everything, particularly if you can focus it on the animal. That's that's exciting, too. So, uh, so a, lot a, a lot of Cougars baseball does a good job. No, there's no Cougars there's no there in, Cougars Kane, in County? Kane County. Oh, okay. There's that one mountain lion when I was a kid that made it all to the north, all the way to the north side before <laughs> the cop shot it. I'm not sure what happened after that
0: um uh, we take like two guesses uh and one of them is real sad and one of them is a little bit happier uh you can either go half uh glass half full or half glass empty with that one uh let's go to the final question or the the, the, one of the other questions Uh, let's not go to the santa one Uh, let's go to the one from clark here uh and then we'll take a break and then we'll go to the santa one uh sorry steven yeah thank you uh this is from know it none aka our guy clark uh now that he may be damaged goods is it time for rick Hahn to take a run and carlos correa vinnie duber we need a second baseman
1: yeah, no. Um, no. I mean, I mean, sure. If he wants to, they can go get him. He's good and would make them a lot better. I don't know where he plays on on this Sox team. Everybody gets their wish, and Moncada gets to play second base poorly, I guess, for another year. <laughs> um, you know, but I listen. I think the White Sox have a shortstop very clearly. They think they have a third baseman, regardless of what your opinion of Yohan Moncada might be. I don't think they're focusing on guys that play the left side of the infield to then jumble everybody up to play second base. Um, but hey, uh, you know, if for some reason they pivot uh, and completely change course and decide that they are suddenly uh, going to be swimming in the $300 million end of the free agent pool this winter, which Rick Hahn, of course, told everybody they would not be doing, uh, then all power to them. Uh, Carlos Correa a very good player uh, and plenty of White Sox fans who need to figure out uh, how they are going to justify booing him when he plays for another team but not booing him when he plays for their team Uh, but uh, no I don't see Carlos Correa ending up on the south side I'm sorry
0: things would have to go extremely extremely horrible for Carlos Correa to end up on the south side Um, but I think the only way it would happen uh, is if this Mets thing doesn't fall out or uh, go through uh, the twins really get scared off from spending 285 million uh, and then you know he just takes a prove it deal again uh and it's one year 12 million to play second base uh for the white sox will it happen uh probably not uh let's go to the other part of that question from our guy clark uh who's uh what are your new year's resolutions related to being sox fans obviously uh, you're not a sox fan vinny uh you're covering the team so maybe uh what's a resolution as a as a writer um any anything you want to you want to change about uh, 2022, uh, the, the writing uh, in, in 2023, I guess.
1: This is a resolution for me
0: personally. I guess. I mean, do you have any resolutions of Sox fans or maybe for Sox fans?
1: Four, I could give you a recommendation for Sox fans. I would just keep, try to keep in mind that it's just baseball, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that great line for Mr. Baseball, the Tom Selleck movie. Baseball's a game. Games are supposed to be fun. Just keep that in mind. I'm not going to call out any specifics, not going to, you know, say anything. Just keep that in mind. Baseball fun. Don't get too mad. Maybe, you know, if things don't go a certain way, but yeah, keep, keep, we, we love having fun with you guys in the chat. Let's, let's, let's keep that going, that fun going all year long. How about that?
0: I know the funnest thing in the world is fireworks, and and that just means the White Sox need to hit more home runs. If there's more fireworks at Guaranteed Rate Field, uh, I think people will be happy uh, because then they get to see fireworks. I mean, wh- why else do you show up to a baseball game? Uh, I-, I think not doing the wave uh, would be good. Um, again, uh, I know that's that's played out. We've gotten uh, we've, to we've the point. We've had that conversation before, but.
1: See, with the wave, we've gotten to the point. Do I like the wave? No, but we've now gotten to the point where and this is a thing with a lot of things, especially on the Internet, because people, you know, complain on the Internet all the time. We've gotten to the point with the wave where it's it's now more cliche to complain about the wave than it was to do the wave in the first place.
0: I I don't know, because I like I'd rather complain about the wave than put my hands up at, at a sporting event. Did you see the Dr. Pepper commercial where they're making fun of the wave?
1: No, I don't.
0: Oh, okay i'm guessing
1: this was on during football i'm not
0: yeah, yeah yeah it was on during football uh but it was the whole bit was like oh you know dr pepper you know just it makes me be a fan like i i have no choice but to do the wave uh but hey and jay corona saying my sister loves the fireworks see um jay corona's sister would show up more if they were hitting more home runs so ball and air guys uh let's let's get more fireworks going on uh i think yeah i taking it less seriously would be huge. They are fanatic. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I think that's a little bit too, uh, too. They're uh, diehards, Sean. They that's are diehards. Yeah. Um, I, I think if we're going to angle it a little bit differently, uh, maybe just less vitriolic, you know, um, they are still people. Um, and, and even if you don't, uh, and, and obviously some people don't like other certain people uh, just keep to yourself, you know, uh, just, just shut up. That'd be nice. Um, you know, if Lucas G is bad at baseball, that's fine because his family still likes him a lot. He's a nice so, guy.
1: I don't yeah, know what right. people are mad about. Um, um he no, didn't pitch but no, well. no. I like that. I like that. I was the one who was afraid of making everybody mad. Sean just told you all to shut up. So I guess I'm in the clear here. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, in in some words or or another, I I was, I was mostly trying to harp on the fireworks part, but less about the shut up part. Um, all right, let's take a break here uh, and then we'll answer our final question. Uh, ComEd, they are committed, uh, to helping families and businesses. In the communities they serve, manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. And customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy money-saving efficient LED lights, learn more about lighting your lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for outdoor indoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost effective than ever before. So visit ComEd.com slash PoweringBIZ. Now to start saving money and energy. Again, that's ComEd.com slash PoweringBIZ. And to start a project, contact us at one 433 2700 For more information, you can email businessee at ComEd.com. Dot com and our other partner is foco uh, i will make sure to put the front room in here Vinny, because you do have the best coverage for sports so why not get fitted in the best gear with foco and get decked out like damar from the north side to the south side uh, from soldier fields to the front room with hoodies slippers signs bobbleheads and everything in between from the leaders in sports merch and collectibles foco foco you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life Foco's got you covered with the hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out foco.com. That's F O C O.com or click the link in the description below. For all non presale items, use the promo code C H G O for 10% off. Again, for all non presale items, use the promo code C H G O for 10% off at foco.com. Final question I think, from Sean, our guy.
1: Sean, I think this is the time of the year where you say front room the most because you're going over mm-hmm. to all your relatives' houses. So you're, you're you know, you're getting, boning up on your house geography, right, of everybody that you go. And then you got gifts and bags and coats and everything, and you got to take them, get them out of the way. Where do you put them? You put them in the front room or you go down to the basement or you go back to the kitchen or whatever. So um, I think over the last few days, I've said front room more than I do the entire year. So I'm glad you put that in there because it's, uh, it's, it's festive. It's thematically appropriate, I feel.
0: I got to be honest the, the, the word makes me a little sad just because uh, and, and not in a, a bad way, you know, it could be worse. Uh, but, you know, we're going to my uncle's house uh, this 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 holiday. Uh, uh, and, you know, usually we're going to my grandpa's house and he has the traditional front room. Uh, not a lot of these, these people are using their houses. Like, uh, you know, they were built to make, you know, they're all just kind of open concept rooms. We're going to my uncle's and it, there's not a front room, right. It, it's connected to the dining room, which is connected to the the kitchen. And it's just, it, it's, it doesn't have the right vibe. Uh, right. So there's only a couple front rooms I know of, and uh, I feel pretty sad not to be around them this holiday season, but Oh, well uh, if we were in the front room, uh, maybe we'd be sitting on Santa's lap. Uh, let's go to the other Sean's question here. Uh I, Sorry, weird segue. Uh, Other Sean said, which Sox player, Pastor Current, would be the best Santa at a Christmas party? Uh, Let's do Current first, just because we know these guys uh, pretty well. Uh, Is there, I mean, is it just Lance Lynn because of the beard? There's one answer.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Well, not just because of the beard. You know, he's here's the thing Lance Lynn, you know. He, he does a very good job of letting people think what Lancelin is like. You know, you see the profanity on the mound, mm-hmm. the crotch grabbing at times. Uh, you know, he gets into it as much as anybody else, a very competitive fellow. But uh, don't uh, don't let this uh, fool you guys. He is the leader of that pitching staff. Everybody on the team loves him. Uh, so, you know, I think he's got that universal, uh, uh, that universal affection from everybody in the clubhouse, just like Santa has the universal <laughs> affection of every child across the world.
0: Yeah, I, I think even Lance, uh, off the field, uh, seems very genuine, uh, just like Santa is. Um, he's not gonna, a of, no, Santa he's
1: not gonna lie. No, Santa doesn't lie.
0: Um, and, and the other thing too, like his wife posting uh, photos on Instagram of them, like Lance commits. You know, if there's a theme party, Lance isn't gonna be messing around. Like he, he, if if you said, hey, Lance, you're gonna be a Santa for our Christmas party, he's, seen, I, I think he'd be down. All right. So it just seems like he is uh, the perfect pick. Uh, I, I think Liuri. Um, you know, he seems personable. If you're gonna be in a, a clubhouse for about 10 years, you have to be personable. Um, and you know, he's a he's a little bit older, you know, in his 30s, probably good with kids. I would say Leary would probably be do a you know a good job if Lance isn't available.
1: Maybe. I mean not you know, in, is he not tall there, enough? There is the whole situation of you know, you have to be able to, you know, the kids have to be able to line up and and you know, you have to be able to handle the children physically, and you know, yeah. Larry can do it to a certain age. I don't know, you know, if, you know, you start getting, if, ten, start getting 10, 11, 12 year olds in there and, you know, Larry's, I don't know if Larry's frame can handle that.
0: Andy Reid at 13 is probably crushing Leary Garcia, Garcia at 32. Exactly. Um, all right. All right. That's an interesting one. I mean, Andrew Vaughn, I don't think is, is jolly enough. I think, I think Andrew is, is a little bit too closed off to be saying on.
1: Well, he's a friendly guy as well. I, I I wouldn't say he doesn't have the personality for it, but I don't know if he has the experience for it. You know what I mean? You got to be able to roll with the punches.
0: I can't see him committing to a, a gut busting ho ho ho. You know, I really don't see him going. Mm, eh, hey, I could be proven wrong. Yeah. Um, any any beards in the day stick out? Maybe David Wells. I know David Wells is a former sock uh, kind of in that Lance Lynn, uh, uh, body profile as well. Um, David Wells came to my mind, but I think he might be a little bit too gritty. Yeah.
1: David Wells does not have a Santa Claus personality. I <laughs> he's, don't think
0: he's like the Santa from elf, uh, or, or <laughs> you smell like gross beef. <laughs>
1: uh yeah uh that that doesn't he doesn't strike me as having the santa personality um but but i don't know I, i've never met david wells so um i'd have to think about that one a while to uh to to roll back uh you know who would be a good like a good uh offbeat choice for santa very friendly guy uh you know would be totally jolly and joyous but doesn't he doesn't remind you of santa when you think about him he's a, this is a good california santa for you That'd be big game James Shields. Oh, I think he would be he a big. good, a good surf, good surfer Santa. Jim Tomy is an excellent suggestion. Oh. I think that might be <laughs> the biggest, the best all time Santa in White Sox history. The friendliest man in the universe uh, would would not leave until all the children got to give him their their Christmas list. I'm sure.
0: I, I think Liam would be a dead giveaway. I think people would be like, "Oh, you're you're Liam Hendricks, just with the accent." I mean, can you say "ho I mean, ho they, ho" with an Australian Santa in accent in
1: Australia? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean, if I guess I'm just picturing this in Chicago. Um, not a lot of Australians <laughs> in Chicago. I don't remember the question being which
1: White Sox player would be able to fool everyone <laughs> into thinking they were the real Santa Claus. Come on.
0: Come At a on. Christmas party. Okay. At a Christmas yeah. party. My bad. Yeah. So <laughs> Liam back home would probably be. Uh, yeah. And then Ken Hines also mentioning uh, it's it's uh, Carlton Fisk's birthday. Uh, happy 75th uh, to Pudge. To number uh, 72. But- yeah, to number seventy two. Yeah. Uh I I don't know if Pudge would make a good good Santa. He seems a little too a little too stern. I don't think he's yeah, I think we've I
1: think we've hit I've hit I think we've hit okay. the bullseye with Jim Tony. Right. I really think All right. that, that, that's the one.
0: Jim Tomey, congratulations. Yeah. You are uh, the next Santa at the White Sox Christmas party. Uh, that's going to do it. We've emptied the uh, mailbag. And uh, again, we will be back tomorrow live at 4 p.m. James Vegan of The Athletic will be joining Vinny and I. He will be in the man in the middle tomorrow. So make sure you are joining us tomorrow for that show. We have Mike Rankin on Wednesday and Chuck Garfine on Thursday. Make sure you big follow week. Vinny. Big week. You can follow Vinny on Twitter. As big as uh, Big games, James. Uh, You can follow Vinny Duber California Santa, as we've dubbed him today. (laughs) Uh, Listening to uh, Little Saint Nick proudly. Uh,
1: Seventy-two people just beach, just Beach Boys, and and avocado toast.
0: Uh, 72 people uh, in the chat for Carlton Fisk's birthday. Uh, but anyways, thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you to David for participating, Al, Hulk Hogan, uh, Stupid uh, Donkey, Alex, all of you. We appreciate hanging out with us uh, on this holiday season, and we will be back tomorrow. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for uh, producing the show. and. Uh, again, we are close to 23,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you are around and haven't subscribed yet, make sure you are helping us out with that, reaching that Robin Ventura number. Uh, but that's going to do it for Vinny Duber. I'm Sean Anderson. You, We will talk tomorrow. Go White Sox.